1: um something that should make you be afraid, be very afraid. Uh common core, it's a term that um, I'm sure most of you may have heard of, but um are not really you know, <laughs> we hear the words but uh the definition of what this really means has been incredibly well hidden by the media, because um, that is part of the plot to not let us know what it really means and what's really going on, and how it is turning our kids into robots. Well, here today, fortunately for you and I, (laughs) um, is the author of a new book, Donna Hearn. She's the author of The Long War and Common Core, and the subtitle is Everything You Need to Know to Win the War. Um she is an author, obviously, a teacher, and a former Reagan official in the U.S. Department of Education. She is the executive director of the Constitutional Coalition. She has a degree in elementary education from Washington University in St. Louis. She's also a radio talk show host for thirty plus years. She beats me on that. <laughs> and she currently serves on a local school board. Um, she she worked in the U.S. Department of Education, and I was saying, appointed by President Reagan. She's on several policymaking boards, and we are very fortunate that um, she is because she seems to be one of the few lone voices <laughs> against um, our country and our kids' minds being overtaken by what is called Common Core. So, Donna, welcome to the show. Carol, it's a delight to be with you this afternoon. Well, tell us about and and I, I, you know, I think you'll agree with what I was saying about how at most people have heard the words Common Core, but when you hear a radio report or you know a, um, a soundbite on television, you it really, for the most part, doesn't get into what Common Core is, and so everyone is left confused, which means that then they are helpless to do anything about it. You know, you've nailed it, Carol, because. The
2: defense that we have as Americans is to be educated, to be informed, to have the knowledge, to have the understanding. Americans do real well when we know what's going on. We have a a history of, of, of freedom of a country where we are independent thinkers and we are people that are doers. And so when we have that information, um, we have done the right thing in the past. And that's one reason we put this book together, which incidentally is available on Amazon.com. But we've titled it The Long War and Common Core because. People may hear the word Common Core and actually, uh, they're doing everything they can to remove those words from, from, from the vocabulary because those people that have started to look into what it is f- have found out that it's not good. And so, you know, they, the, their game is uh, just change the words, keep the program, change the words. So the reason we call the, the book The Long is because it has been A long war in our schools against everything that is American, and the latest, the latest wrinkle in the whole thing is the Common Core. And and the Common Core is just the latest uh, ramifications of something called school to work or uh, Goals 2000, Mastery Education, Progressive Education. It has various names going back through. Last uh, sixty years or so, but it is the same thing. And what it is is removing the independent thinking Americans from the policy making, decision making. And it's a it's a it's an effort to to scramble the minds. We call it fractured thinking. But it is it is a way to try to change the thinking of Americans so that they're not ready to defend their freedoms. And we're already seeing it. We're seeing, you know, people buy into things and you say, man alive, you know, the facts are on the table. How could they even believe that? Well, it's because the education they have been given the last 40 to 50 years is one that does not teach them to analyze logically and connect the dots. So it's it's an effort that's been made to, uh, basically remove the independent thinking, critical, uh, analytical, logical thinking of Americans so that they can stay free, and taking that away, we are losing our freedom. And this was the goal. John Dewey was noted for saying, we can't have socialism if we have thinking people. So essentially, you know, this was back in the 30s with John Dewey. So we've we've come a long way. That was their goal. They're there to some degree but I am confident that we still have enough Americans who if they will decide to take on the challenge of keeping our freedom by looking at what's going on in the schools we can push it back.
1: Yes, I mean that's the the, the it, it's it's to get it's to turn our children into followers so that the government t- can take over it so that big brother um can can rule us with with as little objection as possible well, you know we we referenced this in the book
2: carol we've we worked very hard, we worked on this for two years i 've been in education my entire life, and uh, we 've done a lot of writing and a lot of research, so this is really the distillation of an awful lot of information, but it 's a little more than a hundred pages of of information. And it's written in such a way that you can understand it and put all the pieces together. And and the reason that we had to give you the bigger picture, you know, people can say, oh, I'm against Common Core, my my son just brought home uh, his third-grade math, and you should see what what they're trying to do in multiplication. Instead of, you know, taking three numbers, multiplying it by three numbers, and doing it the traditional way, where you start on the right on the bottom line, and you multiply the top three by, and you know, we all learned how to do it that way. Yeah. Instead of doing it that way, they they have it what they. They want the children, they, this is what they tell them, they want the children to be able to analyze how they get to, different ways to get to the right to the same answer. And so consequently, uh, you and I talked about the fact that a recent math problem was uh, what is uh, five times um, three, and it's 15 And you and I know five times three is 15. We've learned it. It's automatic. And not only is it automatic, in the process of laying down that information in our brain, we have have started to train our brain to think logically. That's one of the things math does. Just, you know, besides knowing the mathematical facts... It's the training of a logical mind. Right. But nowadays, they won't say, oh, no, no, we're 5 times 3 is not 15. It's, you have to have three times, 3 times 3 plus 3 plus 3 plus 3 plus 3. plus huh? three. Well, you know, um, in, in, until you get up to 15. <laughs> and some teacher says, oh, no, that's not right. You have to have 5 plus 5 plus 5. Well, yeah, both of those give you 15 if you do the addition. Yeah. But what we're trying to do is to teach a, a multiplication fact. And so what happens is the, the child comes home, and he's faced with all these choices to do. He hmm. has not learned his flashcards So he doesn't have an automatic response and he's got to sit down and try to figure out different ways to get to the same end. And so therefore we open our book with a discussion of of a couple of mathematical problems so you can see what they're trying to do. You know, again... They always have wonderful sounding words of why this is wonderful, because we're going to make our kids think in, 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 you know, abstract ways. And so, well, you know, a, a college student can learn to think abstractly, but we're talking about third graders. Third graders uh-huh. are not capable of thinking abstractly. They are at the point, there's, there's, there's different ways that you learn at different stages in your life. And at the grade school age, we go back to Dorothy Sayers, whose uh, model of education in Great Britain is really the classical model, and that is that you're at the gathering stage in grade school. You're just picking up all kinds of pieces of information, and you're learning them, and you're piling them into your head. And then as you go down the road a little bit, you begin to sort of organize it and, and, and make sense out of it. And then later down the road, when you get into high school, you take that information. You have lots of it. You make sense out of it, and then you learn to present it. You, make, you learn to make arguments about it, to make your case about something and to mm-hmm. tell somebody about it. So the, I mean, that's very simply the way a good education works. That's gone because we're not gathering the information at the very beginning anymore. We're doing all these stupid things, and children are coming home frustrated and in tears, you know, particularly mathematics. Mathematics is, is is easy for a lot of kids, but there's a percentage where it's a real challenge. And if this is a challenge for that child, you've lost them. You know, we're talking about wanting children to learn and to love to learn, and when they hit these kind of walls and they're asked to do things that make no sense, and that have difficult uh, outcomes and not logical answers you're going to lose these kids i mean you know you want to talk about graduation rates we're going to we're going to be go down cuz these kids are not going to sit around to try to to sit in a classroom when this kind of stuff is going on
1: okay yes i actually have um a family with a child in 4th grade and she is just totally uh um, so frustrated with, especially with math, that it's you know it, she's like at the giving up stage. She's probably going to be left behind. Um, okay, but going to your example though, couldn't it be argued? I mean, so how does showing it in those different ways, you know, three fives or five <laughs> five threes? Um, how does that uh, how does that help Common Core go towards the direction of making kids? you know robots are making them easy easy, easy to lead like couldn't well, couldn't one could couldn't one argue that that it's better to help them try to be abstract than to just have them memorize the times well, table.
2: We're not exa- we're not opposed to abstract. Uh, abstract comes at a certain point in time in a in a in a, in a person's life. It uh-huh. does not come at the third grade. Okay, so at, then what
1: is the point of why are they doing that? Let's say in in, in terms of math. What what well, does that do? There's
2: there's probably a couple of reasons. Um, I hate to say it, but there's a lot of dumb 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 stuff out there people who buy into fads education is notorious for picking for picking up the latest fad you know it's interesting because um The Benedictines uh, have been running schools for 1,400 years, and uh, their school they have some schools in the United States, and and, uh, it's interesting because when they have their uh, opening night for parents, they say, you know what, Uh, we've been around 1,400 years. We know how it works. We're not going to buy into all these things. There is a way to do it, and there is a way not to do it. The thing that is critical about what they're doing with this mathematics, Carol, is again, Mathematics is more than just learning your multiplication and addition and subtraction and algebra and so on. It is a process of training your mind to think. It's it's like um, you take your brain and you chisel out a little pathway in your brain every time you do a multiplication table. And every time you do it, you dig a little bit deeper. So that down the road, when that that fact comes in front of you, you instantly know the answer to it. You have already solved that problem. You're not wasting your time and uh-huh. effort trying to, to solve the problem again when, when the answer is, is a given fact. And so, so there's a lot of things that are very subtle that are going on. Um, I can jump over to uh, the literature. Let me jump over to the literature, to the mm-hmm. English language and arts standards that are in Common Core. Um, one of the big moves that they made was to say that we're going to have the readings that you do in your, in your, in your literature classes are going to be 70% technical. Now what is technical? Well, some of the examples they've given and we give you these examples in the books and this is why to get the book is very important if you're going to talk about it you got to have the you got to have the examples and know exactly what you're doing and you need to know that this is this is what's going on. We give you the example of a technical a technical reading and it's called a radon, the EPA's directions about radon. Now can't you just see an 11th grader very excited to go home and read his manual on Radon? Now that's what's going to happen. I mean, that's what they're hoping will happen instead of um, a great read of Hamlet or of of, of Bronte or of, of um, Chaucer or of some of the classics. There's only so much time in a classroom. And there are a lot of reasons for literature to be used to teach our children. Part of it is thinking, to see how other people have solved problems. You read literature, you see people in situations, you learn how they respond. You learn, you learn character, you learn, you learn what is a good guy and what is a bad guy, and, and you, you learn about life in, in literature. Well, you know, you're missing all of that because you're now going to be reading these technical readings. Common Core demands seventy percent of the literature.
1: And <laughs> such a shame! All the all the great literature that's going to oh. have to be excluded. So it sounds like what you're saying is um, that part of Common Core, part of the way that Common Core is trying to get to George Orwell's um, 1984, is exactly. by just making it so confusing and frustrating for students. That they they drop out or they, you know, give up trying to think. Uh, Is that right?
2: Exactly. Now, you know, as in everything, Carol, there will be a lot of kids that are going to be able to get through this. They're they're smart kids. They're going to be able to go around it, and they'll be just fine. But for the majority of Americans, the children who are given this kind of an education, number one, they're, they're not going to be able to connect the dots. Now, let me take this a couple of steps further. When you have not laid down the thinking patterns in your brain through your mathematics, and you haven't built a knowledge base of your social studies and your geography and your literature and your grammar, you know, I mean spelling, cursive writing is gone now. you You're not going to have cursive writing. when you have lost all these building blocks of knowledge and information in these early years, and then you go along and you go into uh, I just saw something in the paper today about, it was, I think in our St. Louis Post-Dispatch, about the, the young people who are now out, I think it's out in Seattle, are protesting they want uh, the state of Washington to solve global warming. And these were 10-year-olds to 15-year-olds. And they were out there suing. There's an organization that's behind these kids, and they're suing that they want global warming stopped. This Hi. is what happens because these children... Have been in what facts and information they are given is from a one particular viewpoint. They're not taught how to look at the whole perspective and to weigh the evidence. You know, the scientific method, let's just take this for an example. I'm, this thing is so loaded, Carol. Scientific method, you are given something as a piece of information. Now, is this true or is it not? So the scientist looks at it, says, well, let me test it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to test this. And if it replicates, in other words, if the uh, conclusion keeps coming up over and over and over again, then there's a pretty good indication that this is true. So, So you've got all of these kinds of things going on.
1: Uh, Donna, I'm sorry to interrupt here. (laughs) I wish we didn't have to have any interruptions, but we do need to take a break. My guest is Donna Hearn. Her book is called The Long War and Common Core. Its subtitle is Everything You Need to Know to Win the War. We will get to that uh, towards the end of the show, what you can do, but let's hear more about the horrors of what Common Core really is. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about Common Core, how it's turning our kids into robots so that the government can take over and advance its own agenda, just like George Orwell envisioned in his book 1984. My guest is Donna Hearn. Her book is called the Long War and Common Core. Everything you need to know to win the war. So before the break, Donna, you were talking about um, how I guess where you were going was that uh, the, the way that teaching is through Common Core these days that that they're not using the scientific method. Well, it's it's. Let me give you what's,
2: uh, we call them Common Core, they're not common, they're not officially Common Core standards, they're called the Next Generation Science Standards, but they're essentially the same thing developed by the same folks. And uh what they are is they heavily emphasize two things. One is global warming and the other is evolution. Both of which are theories. They are not provable by uh the scientific method is what we were talking about. You can't replicate it, you can't show you can't show that this is uh this conclusion is constantly um found time after time after time. And and so consequently, when we use that as our science program in the schools, you've got to ask what's going on. Well, you and I talked off break about an aspect of this that is very frightening and it really ties in with the assessments. And this is the key of the control for the bureaucrats, for the education elite who want to create a certain kind of a mentality out there. And you mentioned George Orwell. I would also mention Huxley's Brave New World because Mm -hmm. in both cases, you have you have an elite that is running the world, and you have people that are just happy to do whatever they're told to do. So so you've got, you know, not just that they're not thinking about the, what, what the outcomes are, that they're not questioning what they're doing, but they're happy to do that. Mm-hmm. So how in the world is all this going to happen? This is where you really get into the, the frightening aspects of it. Since the advent of the computer, these... Uh, educational elites and, and, and one-world plotters who want to control our thoughts have access to, um, as one of them said, thousands of points of data. Every time a child takes a test, they're not taking them on paper anymore. The Common Core was the big push. Everything has to go to a computer. And so when you have a child sitting in front of a computer and he's taking this test While he's taking that test, that computer is collecting a lot of data on that child, thousands of points of data. And it's being collected on Johnny Smith, and Johnny Smith has a little uh, profile that is being developed and being built on these assessments. Now, he takes another one, and that's added to it, and another one is added to it. And then the teacher has to record certain things about his behavior in class, and that's added to it. But mm. here's where they're going, which is very frightening. Particularly since just in September, President Obama released an executive order that has to do with behavior. It's really interesting. I'm going to paraphrase it because it's, it's, this isn't what it says but essentially what he wants everybody to do is to feel happy about <laughs> the government services that they're getting. And so they're working <laughs> towards making everybody happy and, and content with what they have. Now, this is part and parcel of the whole thing because... They are now, as they proposed in something called Grit and Tenacity, um, about a, a year ago, they put uh, the Department of Education's uh, Office of Technology put together this long paper on how they can gather some of this data. You know, how do we know that a child is, is, is happy? I mean... You don't say, "Are you happy?" And they type that in. You've got to ascertain how he's happy. So they have every cam. Every computer has a little camera. They can read the faces of these kids as they're taking the test. And so they have all these points of different points on their faces, and so they have it all broken down, and, and, you know, I have no idea what is what, but they think they can tell when they read these different points on this child's face, whether he's going to be happy or if he's angry or if he's frustrated. Well, you know, I always have to say, when I'm taking a test, When I took a test in school, I was a little uptight because I (laughs) knew I had to perform well. So first of all, you're starting with a disadvantage. You cannot, you cannot say that this is a normal situation. But nevertheless, they've also got sensors for body heat and when the hand is on the, on the modem. I mean, these are actually, we put this in our book. It is on, it is on, in, in the, in the book. On the page forty-four, where we show you the actual picture out of the document of the federal government that has these devices to collect this information, uh, so
1: so the assessment, but it's so hard Carol, to believe. It, it, I it mean, is. it is. It, it's just um, okay, and then and then um, so. But besides being ha- so okay, so then they see what. So then, what when they see oh, okay, you know oh, all these different emotions, then what? Well, here's here's what's
2: exciting about about it for them, not for us, but scary. Cass Sunstein, who was in the Obama, Obama administration, just has surfaced again, particularly with this executive order on the emotions and the behaviors that has come out. Because Cass Sunstein actually wrote an article that was appeared in Newsweek about a year, year and a half ago, how he was so excited because China successfully was able to change the political thought of its students in the classroom. Now this is what, we're, what they're doing. They can change the thoughts of these kids, and here's how they do it. It's something called adaptive assessments. When you take, um, sit down at a computer and you answer the first question, uh, <clears throat> you and you are sitting next to Mary Johnny and Mary are sitting next to each other, Johnny answers the question one way, Mary answers it another. The program, the computer, is already programmed to give a separate, different answer. Second answer to the question. Excuse me. Second question to the two of them. They're different because of the way the first one was answered. This is manipulating this child, and so consequently, you have he answers the first, second, third, fourth, fifth questions, and Mary does the same thing, and they are on totally different pathways. Now, this Mm -hmm. right off the bat. But it lies the fact that they're trying to say we can compare all of our kids across the country. That's why we need to do this. Yes. Because with adaptive assessments, you can't compare apples and oranges. They're already showing their hand that this is manipulation. Now, they tell you that, oh, it's going to help Johnny to, you know, we find where his weaknesses are, and so we'll build on his, you know, we'll build them up, and so we'll get him stronger in those areas. But the point is that these assessments... They're not uh, turnaround assessments that are available to the teacher that same day. Sometimes they're four six months away. They're not helping the child. The assessments are for one purpose only, and that's to build a database on that child of control so that the people who are manipulating all of these assessments down the road – have access to that information and can decide where this child is going to go. We have something called career, College and Career Ready. That's what all this, when you talk about Common Core, the subtitle is College and Career Ready. What does that mean? It means... That they want to decide what that career is going to be for that that
1: child. So, wow! So there's all of this manipulation going on. You know, that's like in that's like in poorer countries, where, as I'm sure you know, where, um, you know, where there isn't enough. Well. Where there isn't enough, aren't enough resources for everybody to be able to have the free choice to go to medical school or law school or wherever they want to go. Um, So they kind of, you have to. If you don't pass tests, um, you're sort of programmed into. You have to go. You have your choices are limited. Now, obviously, obviously, yeah. This is a European model. A lot of opportunity here. You know, it's not for lack of opportunity. I mean, yes, it's still hard to get into these schools, but I mean, still, um, there are a lot of schools. But so it seems like it's for a more nefarious purpose. It it is,
2: and you know, you're not going to get them to basically admit it, except that when you see somebody like Cass Sunstein, who just absolutely is drooling about how they managed to succeed to to succeed in changing the political thought, and he is in, involved in this sort of thing. Um, there's there's a, a a company called Newton K N E W T O N, and its chief executive, and we have the link in our book. Again, it's available. On Amazon.com, and you can see that the the uh, him talking for nine minutes about how awesome it is that they can get all this data on this child, and they can really take this child and take him where they think he should go, you know. Well, you know if you're, if your intentions are good, and you're doing this in the classroom as a teacher. There's, there's no question that this is all right, but when you go beyond the classroom, and this is some distant bureaucrat, elite, educational planner, who is determining the direction you're going, it's not good. And particularly when you look at the nature of man, and we get into the, in the second uh, chapter, we talk about sabotaging the soul we at the same time we're we're removing the intellectual ability to think logically and analytically we're also have, have been working very hard to remove the moral foundations uh we've had something called situation ethics and moral equivalency and and you know this moral equivalency thing has now led to the point that all cultures are equal america is bad islam is peaceful and so you know what are we doing to prevent um, this country from falling to those who want to conquer it. There's no reason to defend it anymore because there's moral equivalencies, all the cultures are the same. And then you look and you see uh, Islam on the march and we're coming in and teaching these kids pages and pages and pages of how to be a Muslim <laughs> and we have failed to teach them what our our Judeo-Christian worldview is.
1: Yes, that is just, um, and And I was reading some articles about how um, in certain schools there there were uh, th- yes, exactly that that so much all these pages were spent on how to be a Muslim or learning about that, and not about um, the judeo Christian um, religion that this that this country was founded on right um, uh, what also, I mean, that kind of leads into history. The Common Core presents history in a revision in, in a revised fashion, a, revi- a revisionist kind of history. Right. It was, you know, back, I,
2: I was one of the people that surfaced back in the 90s, the early 90s, uh, what was known as the history standards that was produced out there in your state. Uh, At uh, University of California, I think it was Berkeley, Gary Nash and uh, Crabtree was her name, uh, wrote the uh, early standards, and they were so offensive at that time, we got the information out, we got it to the Senate, the Senate actually voted 99-0. to to condemn the history standards because it had something like if my memory serves me about 14 pages of wonderful stuff about Marilyn Monroe and a footnote on George Washington. So you <laughs> this is it. This is in the 90s, Carol, and and you've had for a number of years the most widely used history curriculum in high schools and colleges is uh, the People's History of the United States, uh, and it's by Howard Zinn, and he is a Marxist. His entire history, and he's gone into the grade schools now with it with a version of it it's how bad America is. That we brought the uh, uh, TB and we tried to slaughter the Indians and we were out there greedy and all these things. You know, when when you stop to look at America, America is the most exceptional nation ever in the world. And when we've gone in in World War II, we didn't conquer and occupy. We left. We helped to rebuild the enemy. We rebuilt Japan and Germany. These were our enemies, but we rebuilt them. This is the nature of America, is is to to help and to build and to encourage and not to conquer. But that's unusual in the world. But that's not told. That's not the stories that are being told. We don't hear the stories in the history books that need to be told today. For instance, like in World War II, the, uh, Detroit became the arsenal of democracy, turned the automobile factories into turning out um, these huge bombers one and, one an hour. I mean, if you can see these pictures of these huge things, Moving down conveyor lines, um, I mean, but this was America because America is a good country. It's a country that cares about others. None of that is in there. And and even though the uh, um, America uh, the um, Advanced Placement history, which is, is which has been taken over by the same man that developed Common Core, his name is is Coleman, and he now runs the um, uh, Advanced Placements and the uh, um, uh, SATS, College Board, he's now head of that. So he's now bringing all that in the line. We're also going to see NAEP, which is the National Test of Assessments, uh, being brought into line to Common Core. So there won't be any un- indications that our kids don't know any of this because they're not going to ask them this. We're not going to know that our children are not prepared to understand why America is free and what made it free and how to keep it free. And that's why what we do in our book um, the long-worn Common Core is so important because we not only give you what's going on, but it's, you know we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things on pushback. But we also tell you where you can go to get a, a good crash course on what is America. Because if we don't mm-hmm. understand the beauty and the and the, and, and actually the, the exceptionalism of America. We're not going to be able to have that down the road for our children, and so there's a whole lot of things happening together here. It's been done through the schools. You mentioned the Frankfurt School that goes back to the to the Soviet Union and, and to take over Germany, and then Germany moved, it moved here to the United States into the teachers colleges into the thirties. They went right to the teachers' colleges to start teaching the teachers this in the thirties with John Dewey, based on a lot of Darwin, which is evolution where man is nothing but slime. Uh, All of these factors are coming, have been coming together to try to remold the, the heart and soul of, of American students and ultimately the, the, the civic, uh, community in which they live because they no longer can, can analyze what's going on, they can't connect the dots, and we've lost the moral foundation because we've said everything is equal, everything is, is morally right, and therefore there are no rights and there are no wrongs. Um, and, and yet, Carol, the this, 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 this thing that is so sad and what is very disturbing is that inside every human being they want purpose, but when you've told a child in the school that he's evolved from slime and he has no reason for being, and then you've told him that there's too many of them on the earth because huh. because they're all you know just um, taking up space and we've got to stop um, all these people that are making big footprints and take care of our earth. When you say all those kinds of things, you you just um, you, you just have to be able to um, stop and think about what what is what is. You have to stop and think what is going on that is taking something from the soul of the of the child that has meaning, meaning and purpose, and they're going to look for it somewhere, and they're finding it in Islam.
1: Hmm. Wow. All right, we need to take another break. This is all um it's all important to digest. My guest is Donna Hearn. Her book is The Long War and Common Core. Everything you need to know to win the war. We're gonna be getting to that uh next. Um and uh <laughs> we're talking today and trying to give you a these are you know, these are uh, these are the highlights, but of course, uh, I would urge you all to read the book to really get to, to um, to get into it in, even in more depth. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talking with you today about turning our kids into robots through Common Core, um, as my guest Donna Hearn uh, describes it in one of the chapters of her book, The Long War and Common Core, Sabotaging the Soul, getting to the very hearts, minds, and souls of our kids through school and through teaching um, uh, revisionist history and um, other kinds of things to make kids frustrated, feel like they want to um, want to drop out of school because no, nothing is making sense and 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 turning them from being uh, questioning kids who love learning into um, just people who are being being manipulated. Basically, um, I wanted to ask you. Getting back, because, you know, as a psychiatrist, the thing that that shocks me, I mean, all of this is horrendous and shocking, and I I think back to when I read uh, 1984 and Brave New World, and and it was like, oh, that's all very interesting, that could never happen, (laughs) and that was years ago Mm -hmm. to have read that, and then actually where we're seeing it happening right now. Um, So one of the things that really disturbs me the most is this idea of reading facial features and and because and manipulating um kids through their using the computers while they're taking these tests and uh, you know it, it, besides getting them to think um like a socialist or a communist <laughs> you know it should have been a clue when he was saying he was thrilled that this is what china does hello that's a red flag red flag literally
0: <laughs> um, right,
1: but right. um but you know it also it also has potential ramifications for, um, for the division, the, the sequestration of kids, um, not only in terms of their career path, but what about their mental health? What if they decide that people who have certain facial expressions, um, are going, to be, are going to grow up to be psychotic. Now, now if there were good people running this whole thing, you could see that as, as a positive. But since it's not good people, it's bad guys, um, I mean, this could be, there, there could be, they could tell the parents of these kids, well, we have to put your children in, in this institution because we can tell from their facial expressions when they're in third grade that they're, they're going to become psychotic later on.
2: Well, Carol, you, you'd be amazed. And again, um, as I said earlier, it uh, we we spent two years putting this book together. It's a, a little over a hundred pages, available on Amazon.com. But what we have put in here is the pieces of information that you need to know. And this is this is the critical part. Uh, there's so much more that we don't have in there, but we tell you where you can go to get it. But it is the it is the control. Of individuals by the elite. You know, tyrants, um, they can't rule if they have people who are, number one, do not recognize the tyrant as their ruler. And when you have a Judeo Christian society, which is America, which America has been, we say in our Constitution, we hold these truths to be self evident that all men are created. And, and, and we go on, we recognize that there's a higher authority than government than these elites. We recognize there is a higher authority called God. And so therefore, we are accountable to that God for our life. I mean, that's been the tradition of America. Now, we've gotten away from that in recent years. But the point is, for a tyrant and a group of tyrants to be successful. They have to remove that. So how do they do something like that in a society as free and open as we are? There's so many components to this. It's unbelievable. We can go down the road of Agenda 21 and and how they're going to try to put everybody in the cities and keep them controlled, and they're going to get rid of the automobiles so everybody is dependent on public transportation, and then they can know where you are. You know, there's so many things. Mm -hmm. The, The cell phones... Almost everybody has a cell phone now, and we know that there's a GPS on those cell phones, and you can be tracked, and you can they can know where you are. When you go into the grocery store and you buy a whole long list of groceries, and you scan your credit card mm-hmm. in afterwards, then they they have and this is this was on Nova, believe it or not, probably 25 years ago, mm-hmm. they exposed how they are building profiles on you on what your groceries are, what you buy what you like, what you don't like, all this information you see is coming into play and is being collected in this, you know, everybody talks about this facility out in Utah that is, you know, hundreds of acres and miles wide with storing all this data. Who knows how they're manipulating and doing it, but the point is the computer and particularly the assessment in this particular situation with Common Core is their avenue to have the big time collection of data. That's their goal. Because and who they are the have, bad guys? Okay, here's the bad guys. You, you've got, let, let me just start off by saying most of the people that are doing this, Carol, don't have a clue that there's a, there's an end game in here. Most mm. of them think they're doing this to help the children. Mm. They haven't been they haven't stepped back and thought about what's going on. They read the propaganda. They use words very cleverly, you know, to make everybody think this is going to help the kids. You read I read Education Week every week. It's a real chore because it's what goes on in all the schools across the country. And you read the language that they put this stuff out at, and it sounds wonderful. Mm. Most of our teachers are loving, kind people who want to help children, and they've been convinced that this is the way to do it. Now, remember, I said that Frankfurt School went to the teachers' colleges. So these teachers themselves have been manipulated so that when they get into the classroom, they in turn are not questioning some of mm-hmm. this stuff. So it, it's a whole process of all the different players being, uh, being sort of developed along this pathway of tyranny. The ultimate goal, and you said, who are the bad guys? Well, I have to say Cass Sunstein, I'll name him for one, who's within the administration. They're usually Marxists. They are people who are godless. They think that they are God. And that they, in turn know best for the world, and not only do they sometimes think they know best for the world, but they want the power to determine what is best for the world and it's a it's a it's a quest for power and control, and they are consumed by it uh, they are they are some of them are frantic that they can't let anybody go by the wayside they've got to control it all, and the computer is allowing them to do this
1: and and they have uh they meet in they meet together, I presume are oh or else my they goodness.
2: <clears throat> all over, all over. I mean, you know, we, we list the players, we tell you who the bad guys are. Unfortunately it's the US Chamber of Commerce that has has been convinced that this is gonna give them the workforce that they need in, in the business field. It mm-hmm. is big it is big government, it is big uh, some of your big insurance companies. It is it is the big labor. It is the people that want the control at the top, and so they meet together. It was uh, we tell you the story of how this all came about, how we got to Common Core, how Achieve, which was a product of the chief state school officers and the governors, and they came together with business help, IBM, Lou Gerson of of, of IBM back in the 90s, with the Clintons. I mean that the whole story is in our book. It, wow. Well. It's, it's there, and people, again, Carol, we encourage people. One of the solutions is yeah, knowing but what's happening. I was just going to ask you that.
1: If we could kind of like, why don't we get into some of the solutions now, what people well, should this, do. This, this, is, this is what, to
2: me, is very exciting. Um, you know, we, we look out and we see what's happening to our country, and we get very, very, very discouraged. We have lost so much of our freedom slowly that many people are not aware of what we have lost. But here's the thing. With education... Every parent has a child coming home that is being exposed to this. And if they will take the time to learn what's happening, get hold of our book, The Long War and Common Core, again on Amazon.com. Get hold of the book. Read through it. Start to read the curriculum of what their children are being exposed to. Start talking with other parents. You come together as parents And then once you have understood, you see, the the key is knowledge and understanding and discernment. But you have to have the facts, and you have to know where they're headed. What's their end game? What's the big picture? Common Core is not just the latest fad. It's part of the big picture of how America's freedoms are being lost. The people that started this the Gramsci's, Italian communists in the 30s, the Soviets, the Marxists, the totalitarians, the progressives they're all hostile to freedom in America. Freedom is their enemy, and they've got to get rid of it. So they're doing it through the schools. Your children are the ones that are being. The guinea pigs because they're being crushed with this. So it's really behooves American parents to get the information, get together in their neighborhood with other parents, and start learning what's going on. We also suggest that you get something. We put this out as our organization called Ten Steps for Freedom. It's five DVDs that tell you about America and where, what are our founding principles, and it's very easy for five evenings to get your friends and your neighbors together to see about these, to find out about where freedom came from, uh, all the different pieces that give us our freedoms and why they're important. And when you understand why uh, freedom is important and what it takes to keep our freedom, and then you see the problem of what's going on in the schools, you get together, and here's the wonderful answer. Every school district in America has a school board that is elected, you can run for school board. You can, you can get behind a friend to run for school board. You can take over the school board, and you can say, no more federal money. And when you say no more federal money, that frees you up and says, okay, from now on, we're running our schools. We know what's best for our kids. We have good teachers, and we are going to work with the good teachers, and we're going to do it right. It's, it's a solution that is doable if Americans have the will.
1: Hmm. So I guess um, also private schools would be a way of, uh, you know, if one could afford it, private schools would be a way to be less subjected. It
2: is, is except that guess what the
1: nemesis is,
2: is those assessments. If you're going to go to college, you've got to take the college boards, the SATs, the Mm. advanced placements. They're all in collusion. So if you don't if you don't pass those you're not going to get into the college and then you get to the college or the university and and actually quite frankly today the college and the universities for those who have not been paying attention uh, most of them are not teaching our kids anything of, of value unless you're in engineering or something like that it's it's basically another arm of the propaganda wing to uh, to take these kids so so that's another issue but, but the point is yes a, a private school. Can help, but then where are they going to get the curriculum? Where are they going to get the teachers? They all come out of the same thing. Hmm.
1: Well, where where can people go to get those DVDs that you mentioned?
2: Well, again, uh, it's called ten, excuse me, Ten Steps for Freedom, and our website is called the Constitutional Coalition. You can go to www.constitutionalcoalition.org. dot dot org. It's an organization. Just remember, Constitutional Coalition org, and look for something called 10 Steps for Freedom, and you can order them there. And it's a, it's a great program. We've had great feedback of people who said, I want to do something. I don't know where to start. I don't have a lot of time, but I want to, I want to get up to speed very fast. This is the mm-hmm. fastest way to do it. So you can get up to speed. And then when you have the book, we have in the back of the book, we have a, Chapter 8 is a chapter just on solutions. It talks about getting together with friends, getting educated, knowing what's going on. Not only that, you need to get involved with your state legislature because many states have laws that allow certain things and don't allow other things. So you need to know what those are. You have a state board of education. Many of them are appointed and totally unaccountable to anybody. Mm-hmm. Others are elected. So it's a different situation in each state, so you need to find out. But but you know what you do? You really start at your local school level. Mm-hmm, it's neighbors mm-hmm. and friends. You don't have to travel anywhere. You don't have to go long distances. You don't have to go to Washington, D.C. and <laughs> beat up on your congressman. You can just start right in your backyard. It's an easy place to start, but you've got to be informed.
1: Well, that sounds that sounds wonderful. That sounds so important. I want to give out the name of the book again: The Long War and Common Core, and um, uh, everything you need to know to win the war. That's of course on Amazon, and the DVDs: Ten Steps for Freedom. That's ConstitutionalCoalition.org. Perfect. Right, Constitutional. Right, Constitutional. That's right. Yes okay constitutionalcoalition.org yes. well mm-hmm. Donna Hearns thank you so much this is all so important and uh, I mean <laughs> you know it's just um, our country is being overtaken and, and yes it starts the way to save it certainly uh, or an, an important way is, is starting with our kids um, because, because they are the most vulnerable so thank you so much for sharing all this on Dr. Carroll's Couch And thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
0: Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.